Welcome to another episode of The Jolden Triangle, bringing you music, knowledge, and conversation. Each episode features a chat with an incredible guest, live audience participation, followed by three scoops of witty banter, all in one podcast, The Jolden Triangle. So kick back and stay tuned. Greetings, greetings, and welcome. Welcome to the Jolden Triangle. I'm your host, Joel Ives, and we're just cruising right here, man. How's everybody doing out there in Podcast Landia? Yeah. Right on, man. Well, really grateful to have you here. Really stoked to be here. Broadcasting live here from Humboldt County, California. Yeah, man. Heart of the Emerald Triangle is where the Jolden Triangle was born. So welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, man. Got the host right here, the co-host cruising with me right now, Jay the Ripper. Say what's up, Jay. How's it going? It's good to be back in Humboldt County. I just took a trip out to Chicago. Yeah, man. Yeah, how was that all about? What was that? What are you going there for? I went out there for a buddy's wedding. Turned out to be a great week, you know. Was Chicago burning like California? No, it's not partially cloudy. Yeah, it's nice. It actually rains there, not like California where it doesn't, you know, stops raining and then that's it. Yeah, it's man. Fall. Yeah, it's been it's been hot and dry, and I think that that's part of the reason that uh, Reading and Mendocino are both having like these massive fires. You may have you may have heard about this in the news uh, about the the fire near Reading and then the Mendocino complex fire, which is so far the biggest in California state history. That's just like rocking the state and. Um, you got firefighters from all over the country actually coming in and kicking in support to kind of help put this out. I even heard that there was a crew of Mexican firefighters that have come up to uh, to contribute towards the effort. So, muy bueno. Yeah, man, muy bueno. Straight up, man, and uh, yeah, all hands on deck for this one. So, listen, if you're out there and it's get, and it's hot, please stay safe and uh, just be careful. You know, be careful out there and uh, and. Please don't start no more fires. You know, we have Smokey the Bear. I think actually his, his real name is Smokey Bear. There's no the in it at all. But please, only you can prevent a forest fire. And uh, currently, at least three people failed to do that. So please, no more loss of life or property or nature out here. So yeah. stay safe and do the right thing, y'all. It's pretty amazing some of the photography coming out of these fires. I've seen some... Pretty amazing shots like never before where people are like right up in the fires yeah yeah it's it's beautiful and terrifying at the same time so i'm sure you can see this anywhere online on any of the uh any news site just uh, some some incredible incredible photography of fire and smoke and brimstone kind of coming through so my heart definitely goes out to all those firefighters who are out there like in that you know we're so far away but it's still pretty thick out there you know to all the firefighters mad respect to you for being out there and, and, and helping to keep us all safe and keeping things at bay and uh you know if there's anything that that, that you'd like to do to help out and to contribute to the recovery and the, contribute to the firefighters that are currently on the scene so uh, uh go to jolden.com j-o-e-l-d-e-n.com to check us out and you can uh yeah, find those links also, check us out on Facebook at Jolden Triangle on at Facebook. Yeah, I like that name, Jolden Triangle. That's a 
you were able to get that website? Yeah, man. Yeah, Jolden.com. I mean, it was, uh, it's Google domains. You know, you never know what you can find. Yeah, yeah sometimes I like to go up there and, and just shop for, <laughs> for random crazy names. And, uh, and you know, sometimes, like, the best names are always taken up by somebody. There's, like, some... some uh, Squatter, it's a cyber squatter. Cyber I believe you'd call it. They just yeah. go and squat on the name, and they're like, they have no plans to use it. But you know, I've heard of some pretty cool stories where a guy surprised no one was squatting on it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's kind of technically a typo, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so maybe that's the only reason. Uh, but we got it right here. So come see us on Jordan.com. We're gonna make it happen for you. So listen, did you hear about this the other day? I hope that the uh, Jordan Triangle listening audience is a is a educated bunch of uh, miscreants and uh, misfits. Uh, you maybe have, uh, have <laughs> stumbled across the National Geographic article about a human sheep hybrid being created in the lab, right? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> human sheep hybrid is that? Have we? Has there been a movie about that? Yet? I don't know. Maybe they got the head of a man, body of a sheep. And the heart of a lion or something. I, I mean, who knows? Who knows what, what this is all about? But uh, apparently this this is not from some rinky-dink conspiracy website. This is from nationalgeographic.com. So they're making a cross, like a superhuman sort of thing? Like a you sheep, know, sheep man? I feel like the, the military is definitely interested in a sheep soldier, like a super sheep, <laughs> super sheep soldier. I, yeah. Say that five times fast. Super sheep soldier. Um, but this is just, uh, this is just something that's maybe, maybe a little less innocuous that, you know, we're not going to have like a, a sheep Rambo kicking in our door anytime soon. Um, but let me just read a little, uh, little blurb from this, uh, article at natgeo.com. Building on a controversial breakthrough made in 2017, scientists announced on Saturday that they have created the second successful human animal hybrids, sheep embryos that are 0. 0.01% human by cell count. Oh, that's, that's nothing like a human fingernail? What is that? You know, you, you would think so, but this is the second one. Maybe the first one was that super soldier that we... That we <laughs> yeah, they're like, the second one was haunting our dreams. This yeah. is like 99. Right, right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not really sure what this is going to be about. However, Nat Geo goes on to say that this is talking about uh, being able to create... Uh, a, a source of organs for people who need organ donors, you know, or organ donations. Yeah. Um, because people just die waiting for transplants. Yeah, science saved some lives along the way. It's just, uh, remember when they first cloned that sheep, like Dolly? Dolly, yeah. Yeah, and people are kind of, I think, a little more upset about that then. Like, they're like, oh, you're cloning. This opens Pandora's box. Right. And now we're in the future. We're mixing humans and sheep. Now, here's one of the things that I believe is part of uh, one of the stipulations of the federal uh, mandates on uh, stem cell and and cloning sort of DNA manipulation. They say that the embryos are not allowed to develop past 28 days of age and thus moving researchers a small step closer to perhaps growing human organs for medical transplant. 28 days? 28 days. And then you gotta kill it? You know, <laughs> if you're not allowed to develop past that, that, that sort of is a, uh, a code for 
they kill it at 29 days. And is this post Dolly era laws? Because I feel like those sheep got pretty old. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you know that. So that's the thing. Um, this is all after Dolly, and maybe Dolly, when Dolly came out, they were just like, "Hey guys, look at what we did! Isn't this cool?" And people were like, like that's "No, much. That's, 28, that's... Di- Twenty-eight days. Yeah. They made the law in February. <laughs> maybe <laughs> that must have been what it is. They were just like, "Look, this is let's just go with it. Let's go with the, the calendar." So um, yeah, they're, they're saying here that every hour, six people in the United States are added to the national waiting list for organ transplant. Every hour, six people. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. And well, here's here's the counterbalance, or here's the other side of that, that every hour, or I'm sorry, each day, is that 22 people die on the list every day. I mean, yeah. how much, you know, 0.01% DNA, what can you even grow? You're just, but yeah. that's one step towards splicing human... I thought they were growing like a ear, like a human ear on a lab rat. <laughs> Dude, I think I, like you're, I, think I so saw how the much, same thing. Which isn't is, that is, DNA, right? You got an ear grown out of a lab rat. That's got to be some human DNA they're crossing with a lab rat. It's got to be. And you know, and, and that shit comes out in 28 days? Um, you know, I, I don't know that it, it's a, a full development in 28 days. I think they're saying like, we're just saying that we're going to make this hybrid. And we're going to say... That we're gonna kill it after it will only let it live for twenty eight days. Yes, and then they probably like sell it to someone on the like the black market, and then they develop it into something like further. Well, yeah. this this article is saying that the uh, British were secretly crossed one hundred and fifty five um, human and animal genes. Oh, so that's I don't know if that's real or something, but. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just have my questions about that. You know, like, okay, find yourself in a situation, if you will, where you need a transplant, and they're like, "Listen, you got like six hours to live. We got a donor that's all the way across the country. He's seven hours away before we can get that donor that that organ to you. You want to take that chance, or?" Plan B is that, you know, we, we got this we got this lab rat. It's got like a, a full-on human heart just beating in its ratty chest. Uh, we could just slap that in you right now. Is that cool? Yeah. I think you'd always be like, yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, everyone wants to live. That's why science is the way it is. This is true, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. why the medical industry is like, yeah, you're in that situation. I think everyone would want to you know keep going see tomorrow i mean like right that's that that seems like the answer but what if what if, what are the side effects of that i mean are you just gonna like want a bunch of cheese yeah i don't know i hear they're pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah listen so we want to hear from you like worst case scenario like are you ready to have that sheep grown organ that you know like say say you you're just getting faded all the time and you know and your liver just goes to the I think that everyone would want a sheep-grown organ. I think it's more that once you start going down that road, it's like, what's next? Right. It's kind of like a little Frankenstein's monster thing. Yeah. And and so what happens if, like, okay, the sheep-grown organ, you know, it's good for, like, seven years, and then it just gets wonky, you know? And then they're like, well, what if we just put it into, what if we make, like, a shark, 
shark hearts. Yeah. And then suddenly, like, the dude gets a, a shark transplant and, and he becomes the freaking super shark soldier. I had to say that really slow to not to not botch it. Yeah, like, you could be, like, shark teeth, rhino nose. Yeah, like, are we ready to go down that path, Children Triangle listeners? Are you ready? Are you ready to see, you know, like, these, these kind of crazy hybrid uh, uh, beasts amongst our population? You know, uh... So check us out. Go to jolden.com. Go to the blog. We got uh, we got the post up there waiting for you to give your feedback on like, are you really down for this? And you know, uh, it's it's saving lives. Keep that in mind. It's saving lives. But would you would you marry someone with a sheep heart or a baboon heart? You know, is that what would that be like? You know, <laughs> let us know. Jolden.com. J-O-E-L-D-E-N, or go to the Facebook page at Jolden Triangle, Facebook, and uh, just give us your feedback and let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Maybe they should just go right for the ape DNA, right? Like, why are we going with the sheep? Just go right to the ape. You know, that's like, quit beating around the bush. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, we do have the movie, we got the Planet of the Apes, you know, the kind of situation to kind of like even imagine that scenario. And I think they're like, we just don't need that kind of publicity right now because they're going to say it anyways. It actually says right here, Planet of the Apes, I think. Uh, That's what people are fearing, you know, that Planet of the Apes to happen. You know, right. And here's the thing about fears of like, (laughs) here's the thing about irrational fears of future events is that Oftentimes, the things you fear are the things that you've created. (laughs) And your fear is actually a fear of repercussion. And for no other reason other than like, oh shit, this is going to come back to me. So if you've been bad to monkeys and bad to sheep and bad to all these other, you know, uh, creatures and whatnot, and then suddenly their hearts start going into uh, uh, your fellow humans, maybe, you know, maybe you're just fearful of the karma. How about that? How about them apples? Let us know what you think, jolden.com. So this is a segment we like to call class participation. All right, so what this is is a question and answer segment where you write into the Jolden Triangle and you ask any kind of question that you like. And what we do is we take all of the best questions each episode and we broadcast them right here on the Jolden Triangle. And so go to jolden.com, check us out on the Facebook, Jolden Triangle, and submit your question. And what we can do is through the Anchor app, we can call you up and you can actually ask your question right here on this show, or you can even leave us a voicemail. And the best ones of those, they get featured. So do your best, all right? So here's the first one that we got, you ready? Jay the Ripper, what's our first question? We got someone here asking, do you believe that the Mandela effect is real? And if so, what do you think causes it? Ah, it's a great, great question. question right off the bat there. So the Mandela effect is this effect that basically it's a it's a false memory, essentially, where you you remember something 
with the utmost 100% clarity. And then you come to find out that it actually was totally wrong or one key element was absolutely missing from, uh, from your recollection. Or is that every like a group of people all agree they remember something a certain way that it wasn't. And right, right. And, and there's, there's actually like countless examples of this effect, you know, uh, at least in pop culture and, uh, and other such things. And uh, it's just a really, really bizarre thing. And what a great question to ask. Right. And so where did they get the name is because of the... Right. So apparently, yeah. So the, the Mandela effect is named after Nelson Mandela. And that people thought he died, but he, you know, in the 80s or something. And he actually lived until 2013. But for some reason, there was a this huge majority of people who were for one reason or another under the impression that he, you know, was just a historical figure who had, you know, been long gone. Rest yeah, in peace. I feel like, I, you know, it's one of those things with that particular one. I don't know if I really was, have a memory of him dying in the 80s. But as soon as I heard that, it kind of made my brain kind of like, you know, like do that kind of like, right, wait, like, wait a minute. Am I wrong? Like did I miss like, that? I think headline? I did remember seeing like a, parade or something yeah right it was on but right i don't really have that memory i just feel like it was like implanted just by the notion of this like black hole created you know new reality or yeah man no i'm 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 totally with you there because um i actually was fully aware that he was alive but there's a lot of people that weren't weren't so sure however one of the things that got me the most was you may remember from your childhood, the Berenstein Bears are so, I thought, and so maybe you thought, the Berenstein, right? B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. It's what I thought, Berenstein, right? No. Go to your library, go to your kid's room, go somewhere and find that book and take a look at the title. It's the Berenstein Bears. S-T-A-I-N. And I swear to you, it's steam. <laughs> I, I feel like someone went back someone and like went rewrote sh- all the books just to fuck with me. And I, um, I don't appreciate that. Whoever you are, memory rewriter. Maybe I've been. Maybe we've been exceptioned. You know. So I guess that's you. The second part of the question and what <laughs> what causes it. So man, what causes it? I've heard a theory that's just like you know stuff you hear on the internet, but that was like the. Hydron Collider, or like the Black Hole Machine, they call it. Yeah, yeah, the Large Hadron Collider. Sweden, or whatever. That they destroyed our reality as we knew it, and moved us, and we like moved into like a similar reality, like the next closest, but like certain things are different. Yeah. And that's like one of those things. Well, why are they all like these pop culture you know it's always like oh this person drove an orange car not a green car or something like why is it all these pop culture sort of things with like the Berenstain Bears or like Smokey the Bear right like does anyone have any more just like real life examples of the Mandela effect or is it all like notorious people like Nelson Mandela or here's my thing is that the Mandela effect it's interesting and it's weird but basically humans take shortcuts and some of us take the same shortcut. So I think that the Mandela effect is 
basically something that mirrors our behavior and we are just doing what we always do in all other areas of our life by just sort of shortcutting and that don't really have relevance. We can't remember everything, you know? So I guess that's the answer. Let's see, we got some other questions here. All right. The breakfast burrito is the perfect food. Changed my mind. All right, all right. And yeah. who is this coming from who asked this question? Gabe. Gabriel. Okay. So, Gabriel, you believe that the breakfast burrito is the perfect food? I'm not even going to try and change the mind on that. I'd have to agree. You know, uh, Gabe, I, I do have one thing to naysay about the perfection of the uh, breakfast burrito. But that only applies to people who are on the keto diet because uh, they have to avoid all carbs. Maybe the Atkins diet or whatever. Uh, you think so? So unless you can have a breakfast burrito without that carb wrap, well, you can make then, a then, wrap. Then there's on there's anything. room for how would you say uh, a debate upon the perfection. However, for everyone else in the world that does that does not apply to, uh, I'm going to say that you're correct. The breakfast burrito is the perfect food, yeah. and uh, we now challenge anyone on the Jolden Triangle to go to jolden.com and actually challenge us, change our mind. Me, Jay the Ripper, and Gabriel change our minds about whether or not that's true. Like, dude, Gabe, if you can't beat them, join them, you know? And we're joining you. We're joining you in this quest to, uh, to establish the supremacy of the breakfast burrito. Yeah, you know, you could be vegetarian, probably make up a good one. I'm not. I'd put some bacon on that. <laughs> If you liked it, then you should have put some bacon on it. Breakfast oh, burrito yeah. at like three in the morning. Killer. Killer. Like yeah. the best thing in the morning. Or that you ever have that uh, one at the gas station with the french fries? You can put like the, potatoes it, and cheese that's together. That's the, the cowboy burrito. Is that the cowboy? Or is that like the, border the border burrito? Yes, I have actually. What is it? It's like steak, cheese, sour cream, french fries, guacamole. That one is, that. that's definitely a, a, a treat. And it definitely hits the spot. I just have to put that out there. So, you know what, man? Look, change our minds. Uh, or or just get on board. So, uh, uh, we got Kai here asks, how do we support families and employees as automated, automation and AI become more commonplace in the workforce? At what point does universal income become a necessity? So AI, oh my God. You know, like I, I actually wrote in a, a paper uh, about AI in, uh, in high school. Uh, and it, it was entitled The Pitfalls of Artificial Intelligence. Um. And of course, you know, from the, from the mind of, uh, of a 10th or 11th grader in high school in the 90s, you know, I didn't have the most eloquent uh, uh, understanding of AI or what that could be. But really, I mean, what was AI in the 90s? It was it like was Terminator 2. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. And, and, and what, are we, what are we working with? We were working with, like, we just got freaking Windows 95, and that was the hot-ish right there. So, uh, you know, AI was just this sort of, like, whatever you imagined it to be. There was no right or wrong answer, right? So I wrote this paper about the pitfalls because I was just decided to take an oppositional view against it. And... You know, all that I really had was, you know, my, my ravenous curiosity of uh, technological and gadget things. My, uh, my, my 
vivid imagination. And then uh, the fact that I fucking read a bunch of Isaac Asimov uh, books, you know, uh, in the early child. I don't know how I even came across those books, but he's one of the most prolific and incredible uh, science fiction writers of all time. Huh. Anyway, let me let me reel that right back in and, and just say that um, how do we compete with that? Man, you know, I could tell you an answer, but that same answer would be as valid as my my childhood essay simply because we don't know, but we get to create the answer. We get to decide how we respond to that because it's the answer is not created yet until you act and, and until you express yourself. And so the act of uh, being involved and just staying on top of what's happening and responding to it, that is what the answer is going to be. And it can't be known outside of your participation. So, uh, so Kai, what do you think? Expand on that. Maybe yeah. what do you think? So uh, the second part of that question was, uh, you know, what part, when does a universal income become a necessity? I'd say that would make uh, things a little like, you know, some people have different things they're into. If everyone has the same money, <laughs> you just spend right. that. You're like, oh, spend your money. Isn't that what, you know, the, the whole idea of artificial intelligence and having robots and automation and yeah, they digital should be assistance? Us. That was supposed to be this sort of... Uh, like this utopian, like like this was the finish line. Humans got to this point, man, and Robot all of the Bob toiling, man. yeah, all of the hard work and the, the the toiling in the fields of our ancestors. Now, no human will ever have to do that yeah. because we've got these robotic situations, and we just get to kick back and do our thing. However, uh, like the Jetsons, yeah, like the Jetsons, <laughs> right? And we're living in the freaking clouds. Why did they never show what those those tall buildings were connected to? Like, what was the the earth that those like those big spire like buildings were connected to? They were just like pretty, scorched the pretty the style, pretty styling though. Let's just see what's up with the stratosphere. Uh, they seem like yeah, a nice. You place definitely to have to put a bubble your bubble up on the car before you. <laughs> yeah, look, look. They never really explored that. They never explored like what made the Jetsons leave Earth, and they made us fall in love with the story. So you're suggesting like a post-Holocaustic Jetson society? Like, oh man, yeah, yo, it's 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 ripe for like a uh, dystopian yeah. reinvention. You know, or yeah, the dog can kind of talk a little bit. Too, Astro, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a result of that uh, sheep experiment they're doing. See, look, yo, we're tying it all together, which is what we do here at the Jolta Triangle. Starts with point zero one of a sheep and human. Man, Next and now you, know, you got a talking dog. A talking dog. Saw the same thing, Thundercats. Did you watch Thundercats as a child? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thundercats was awesome. And then, of course, then you had Tiger Sharks. Tiger Sharks came out? You remember Tiger Sharks? No. It was like Thundercats of the Sea. It was like aquatic Just another, yeah. Same animators, you know, same old situation. Work the most lunchboxes you can sell. Yo, dude. And then you had, you had freaking, uh, (laughs) what was the one in space? It was like, Quicksilver was the hero. It was with uh, the guitars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're like shooting the guitars up. Exactly. It was Copper Kid. Yeah, I Listen. know. You tell your kids not to watch TV, and then you realize how much TV. Yo, I like. I'm totally like formed by TV from the '80s. Yeah, I, I gotta admit. It. Did you ever watch Dukes of Hazard? Hell yeah, I watched that, man. I was, yeah. Yes, yes, I watched that. Yeah. <laughs> 
I have mixed feelings about it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I really have mixed feelings about it. Right, that. but that show was But awesome. I enjoyed it. And, yeah. and Boss Hogg, the villain, like the, the comical villain of that, of that show. You're the best actor ever be in a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch that. And the Brady Bunch reruns were always huge. Oh, the <laughs> Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. Back then's Modern Families. And this is true. Did they ever, you know, like talking about backstory, did they ever go into why? Why, yeah. It's why they, like, they, like, they split or did like the... the, the I think there was like a... Significant death, others died. Probably some death. Oh. <laughs> Who knew the yeah. Brady Bunch, man? It was like harsh to write in, but convenient for the plot. You know, man, it's like long lost other family coming in. Oh, man, yo, like uh, yet another storyline from our childhood that is ripe for a dystopian retelling. I'm kind of hooked on that. I mean, what, what I, 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 was, I was thinking about this earlier today and my kids, they were watching uh, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show from back in the day. Right, yeah. And they just, you know, they just picked it out on, on Netflix and uh, super stoked. They were like amped on it. I'm like, yo, this is great. Mm -hmm. And it was like live action I used plus to love, Yeah, that would be on like Fridays. I used to watch that when I got home from school. And I thought about like in the nineties, I don't know who what studio it was, but they, they they flopped it super hard. They came up with the Mario Brothers movie and it was pure garbage. It was like literally a dystopian retelling of the Mario Brothers. Was thing. That maybe that's what's bad that or was it really, really good? It was like really bad. It had yeah. nothing to do with anything. And you know, maybe maybe what we can do is uh, we can check out the uh, we can check it out now and this time and this place and see if Maybe, you know, look, maybe the Large Hadron Collider actually really did shift our reality. And now the, the, the Mario Brothers movie, that shit might be good. Well, what if that you play the whole, what if you play Mario 1 and you're just so used to jumping at a certain part and then you like fall into like a hole. Dude. And you're like, oh, I, that, was, that hole was never there before back in the 80s. Well, so here's my thing is I, I never actually beat Mario 1. I never, I beat Mario 2, I beat Mario 3, and all the other, I never beat Mario 1. You mean beat Mario 2? I beat Mario 2. That one's like, kind of like boring to me, those, those are good games though. So, I don't, I don't tell that to a lot of people, that I, I failed to actually beat like one of the most quintessential Nintendo games that we all had. Oh, that's okay. Um, that's kind of been private knowledge up to this point. I where feel I'm like I kind of got world. up to like the, all levels I'll get to like right before the end, and then it's like. Back then, you'd have to start. Was there a cheat code in, in Mario 1? Yeah. Where you could, like, skip way ahead? Mm -hmm. I remember there was, like, some kind of warp zones, but it was just still one of those things where I'm like, man, ah, I'm going to get spanked if I, <laughs> if I stay up this yeah, late and try to play this man. game. And, and then when I would finally get to that level, it's like, oh, my God. I'm, uh, I kind of can't actually beat this. Like, Bowser's spitting fire. He's throwing hammers. The bridge is like, there's like spinning fireball, like batons. And I'm like small Mario because I got hit by that Goomba, lost my firepower. And then I got hit by that turtle shell, lost my, like my bigness from the mushroom. And now what am I going to do with like little tiny Mario? Nothing. Yeah. Little tiny Mario. Yeah. My parents are like, um, into the crossword puzzle. Yeah, man. I would do it when I'm visiting them. I'll do the crossword puzzles at night with them. And it's like, 
I couldn't do a crossword puzzle at all. Like I could, I was like the way the questions were, I just couldn't get it. Yeah. And now I can just like do a crossword. Oh, just after spending time with them, huh? Yeah. And uh, I did a, a Sudoku on the airplane. Oh yeah, yeah. That I really enjoyed that one. I don't Theme. think it was too hard of one, but it took a while. You know, it's like where you're just sitting there like doing something on paper. Or like on a phone, that's more of like a mental strategy game. Right, and that, that's that's in the same line of this 2048 game. So like a 2048, a, sud, a Sudoku, and then, or Sudoku, what is it? Sudoku? Sudoku, I, I think. Sounds Sudoku. like different than it's spelled. Yeah. So those are super fun. I mean, and, and that's basically all I got time for. And actually, I believe that maybe there's something about it that is rebuilding my brain cells. Yeah, you're like need that. piecing back the puzzles. I need that in my life. You've been listening to another episode of The Jolden Triangle. This episode was brought to you by Redwood Curtain Brewing Company. Come visit their brewery at 550 South G Street in Arcata and their new tasting room at 1595 Myrtle Avenue in Eureka. Go to redwoodcurtainbrewing.com to check out their latest offerings and to find a tap near you. This is your host, Joel, signing out. Come check us on www.jolden.com. Keep the conversation moving on Facebook at The Jolden Triangle. And we'll see you next week for another episode. Peace.